This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. <laughs> Army where you shoot them a mile away, you gotta get up close like this. Bada bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. <laughs> Was it over when the Germans bomb Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. You a This is live at five. 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 Remember, I said I was going to change one of the the backdrop or the background music. The second, the third break of the hour. I'm starting off real well today. I still haven't done that yet. I want to do that. I want to do that eventually. And also, to let you know that yes, the storm today was a threat to society. I don't even know if it's still if the threat itself is still going on. But boy, it looked like World War III based on the uh, on the radar on Channel Seven early this afternoon. And it uh, looks like we evaded uh, what could have been you know a disaster. But a lot of thunderstorms coming through the area. I I was on Route 81 at one point and it got pretty bad. Apparently, it got worse than that. But it doesn't look like at least from what I've seen on News Junkie, uh, it doesn't look like anything was really that bad. Uh, maybe a couple of trees down here and there. It wasn't windy, right? So, but boy, that uh, that looked like a storm we'd get in like June or July. But it's been hot recent days, and uh, cooled down a little bit today. I c- I'll take this, especially on a Monday, as long as I don't get struck by a bolt of light. If I happen to get struck by a bolt of lightning, I might have to blame some of the people in this room. But that aside, <clears throat> anyway, uh, I'm here on a Monday. Now, again, no- nothing to laugh about if you're a New Yorker or a human. Uh, it, the the incident that happened in uh, in uh, Buffalo, what, three and a half hours from here? The state's largest city, the worst uh, incident of its kind in that city. And um, it's just, just awful. I, I, I'm, a lot of questions, of course. I'm just glad that uh, the guy was, was stopped before he could do anything worse. Apparently, he, uh, he had enough to do a lot more damage. I still, I mean, again, it's one of those things where we'll never truly know uh, what was going through this kid's head. But the first question that comes, or, you know, again, being an upstater now, for many years, you know, you look at the geography of the map, and he was basically at, at, at a, what, what, just south of Binghamton on the Pennsylvania border. And I look at that map, and I'm like, he could have gone to Philadelphia. Why Buffalo? I mean, why? And now I'm reading that uh, this, the suspect was in the same location the night before, and they kicked him out. And then the first thing that you heard, uh, and by the way, I was watching Fox News, and they were all over this past week. They were not holding back. They were not saying this is this main, you know, we can't jump to conclusions about whether or not he's a white supremacist. They said from the outset, this guy is nuts. He's a white supremacist wannabe. He's a white supremacist. He's the real deal. Uh, so they didn't hold back, which is because, you know, it was pretty obvious from the beginning from his manifesto. But worse than his manifesto, and all these guys have some type of, you know, if, if, if there's any evidence of anyone right now with a similar, reasonably similar manifesto, when we, shouldn't we be concerned with people of that nature? This has been out there. 
Not to mention the uh, last year he made threats at his high school. And, you know, and I, you, you, people are going to look in to see what type of evaluation and how many people with a clipboard uh, and, and a mental degree, you know, can, you know, actually spoke to him in the last 365 days or actually less than that. It was last, last June that that happened. It's always, it seems not always that's a bad thing to say I'm sorry, but most of the times it's, you see it coming. It's not a surprise. Most of the times it's, oh, he's, he talked about this. He did it last year. He was here last night. Uh, you're not going to watch everyone. You drive yourself nuts. It's impossible. But there was enough evidence that this guy was going to go off his, his rocker. And therefore, if somehow or other there's some type, I mean, you know, if, if, if say, for instance, he had an ankle brace. I'm just talking out loud here. I don't want to be big brother any more than you do. But let's face it. There's some people that need a big brother. And I don't mean a big brother that's going to take him to a ball game. I need a big brother that's going to knock some sense into him or a big brother that's at least going to know where he is. And I, ankle bracelets are breakable. They, they detached. The one guy that went to a Swiggle, what, six, seven years ago, took it off and raped and killed someone in, in, right in front of his daughter, her daughter. Just a horrible thing. But someone's got to be a big brother to the bad boys out there because this kid obviously has some serious issues. And what I'm saying is, is simple. If someone of his nature at 18 years old is in a car traveling, even if he's not, even if it's taking a bus ride, people should know about that. That should be a big, big sign right there, not to mention how he got access to those guns. That's another thing, of course. And what you might expect, I didn't see uh, The View today. I was busy today, but I, I did see, hear, rather, excerpts of The View. And, uh, it, it, you know, again, this is, this is, this is what, I'm not going to say this is what they want. Nobody wanted what happened on Saturday. But when something like this does happen, when something like this does happen, it becomes yet an opportunity. And uh, the hardly anything. And again, the, the instant comparison, of course, was the African-American that was in a subway not too long ago, I believe in Brooklyn, uh, that uh, shot up a lot of people in a subway car there last month. Um, and, you know, it, yes, it, it, was, it, was, it was a big story. But, uh, you know, when, when they made the comparison between how the New York Times, for instance, uh, uh, depicted the story that happened in Brooklyn a month ago in comparison to what happened in Buffalo, it's night and day. It's just night and day. So you might expect the same thing from The View and uh, Andy Navarro. And again, I know people out there say, Glenn, who cares what The View says? The View represents 83 million voters, folks. They represent the far left, the middle, and in-betweens. That's all I can tell you. Not all the time, but just most of the time. So if I want to know what 83 million people are thinking about, if, of course, 83 million, in fact, voted, wink, wink, uh, I at least can watch uh, you know, the first 10 minutes of The View and determine such things. So Andy Navarro... Uh, is essentially, she brought up our congresswoman's name today, that's uh, Congresswoman Elise Stefanik, and she ran off a litany of names on the Republican side that if you have anything to do, if you contribute money to them, if you support them, you are, in essence, responsible for what happened in, uh, in, in, in Buffalo. She didn't go as far as saying, you pulled the trigger, but, you know, you knew that was the next line in her head that everyone on that list and anyone supporting uh, Donald Trump and, and conservative America is responsible for what happened. In, in, uh, so, therefore, and she kept on saying this, they should be replaced. The word was replaced. Now, the first thing that comes to mind and the first thing that Andy Navarro would say as far as that word is concerned is that they should be voted out, replaced with other people. She, no, what she's saying is they should be replaced. That's everybody. Again, I've said it before, I'll say it a million times, and I know it's a torrid thing to say, but if, if some, if not many, far-left people like her, like Rachel Ray, oh, Rachel Ray, sorry, <laughs> Rachel Ray. Uh, uh, what's her name? I'm forgetting her name already. She's on only once a, once a week. I'm forgetting her name. 
uh, one on MSNBC there, the cute guy with the with the cute girly face. No, that's what's in, what's her name. And then you got uh, then then you got uh, Sonny Houston. Whatever. Now I'm th- now I'm throwing myself all over the place because I can't remember. I can't remember her name. But Rachel Maddow. Sorry. Thank you. No one helped me on that either. I just had to grab that out of my head. Uh, so th- this is an opportunity for them to just lead to the midterms and say that all conservatives are crazy. And if they had the opportunity to snap their fingers, they would just they would just replace us all together. I mean, physically with something else. They'd wish us away to the cornfield or something like a Billy Mummy episode of the Twilight Zone if they could. And again, they would do it in the best interest of democracy. So while Friday, uh, check that Saturday's incident right nearby about three hours ago, uh, three hours from here, rather, was a horrible, horrible thing. It's going to be and has already been politicized. And this and the uh, Roe versus Wade leak, uh, which is which still continues the, uh, the, the, you know, the discussion on the Hill and in all left wing media. This is how they're going to carry their water right to the midterms. And this is going to be their platform. Uh, if you told me three years ago prior to COVID, even two and a half years ago, where we would be right now politically, uh, economically, and socially, uh, and all three, and not to mention internationally, where at any given time World War III could break out, depending upon what Putin's think, uh, saying, and or whether or not he has a terminal disease, because people still talk about that prospect. Uh, so let's do this. If you want, uh, give me a shout. Uh, oh, the one thing I wanted to mention earlier. Sometimes you get a, a song in your head. The song of the day that I can't get out of my head, and I, I always told myself, if I have a song that's in my head, I'm going to talk about it on the air, and it's going to be thus the song of the day. So the song of the day uh, is Wildfire. No, not Wild Horses by the, uh, the Rolling Stones. Uh, Michael Martin Murphy. Uh, or is it the Michael Martin Murphy Band? Or is it Mur- Michael Murphy Martin Band? One or the other. Early 70s, Wildfire, about a magical horse that, br- that busted out of his stall and a, and a wintry night there in, in Nebraska, and I never knew they had one, but they do apparently. Great song. Yet another reason why music in our generation, like 99% of the people listening right now, our music was superior to, to the music of, uh, of today, not just today, the last 25 years. So give me a shout if you want, 315-755-1240. And I'm assuming, assuming, it's a bad, it's a bad word. <laughs> Maybe we should exterminate you. I'm assuming our friend uh, Donnie's calling up today because he's got something to say about the eclipse. Here he is. What's up, Donnie? Yeah, so uh, let's talk about the eclipse. Yeah. So you were a witness to it last night. Yes, like millions of people were. It's the moon. Okay. So describe to me, and I'll pretend you're on the stand and you're before the judge and jury, describe what you saw for the eclipse. Okay, what I saw, when, when there's a lunar eclipse or any eclipse, it means uh, that something is in, this, in the way of the light source. In this case, the Earth got in the way of no, our... No, hold on now. Oh, wait, you, you asked me a question. Yeah, yeah. Listen, you understand now. I'm asking you to describe what you saw the moon do. What did you see? Don't give me no theories. Tell me what you saw. Don't give me no theories. Ah, <clears throat> uh, I saw... All right, all right, so... Do you want me to fall into your trap? Is that what you're asking me, Donnie? No, I, sound, I, I sense that. To hear your witness description of it. Okay, so all right, I looked up. In the, I, I'm going to base it on someone centuries ago who thought it was an answer from God or the devil himself. I looked up in the sky, <laughs> and all of a sudden, I looked up, and it looked like there was cloud cover in front of what is the moon. It was a full moon all night. In fact, it was a blood moon earlier. Uh, from Transylvania, apparently, and I looked up, and parts of it were going away like an 80s video game, and I couldn't understand why. 
And then I realized, oh, maybe it's cloudy outside. I said, no, this was a lot different. And within 30 minutes later, the entire moon was covered and nothing else was covered. So that's my depiction, Mr. Uh, Donnie. No, Donnie. So you've seen a cloud cover the moon? Uh, I thought it was a cloud, but it couldn't have been because clouds move on in, 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 in most cases, even the utmost atmosphere clouds, otherwise right, called so cirrus clouds. So clouds. you're describing something that moved across the face of the moon and covered its light. Uh, something got in the way of the moon that made it dark, and I know that prior to that, the reflection of a celestial sphere and when lit in the sky, no matter day or night, is lit by the source of light, which is our sun and our solar system. Yes, sir. Thank you. So, this when it when it started to happen, you can it call was me in the lower bottom, and it started moving up through the moon. Is that how the eclipse moved through the moon? Um, I, I see, again, yeah, I'm I'm a man on the street. I don't know the true definition of eclipse, but what I did, so, yeah, I so saw something that was it yeah. going. What phase right. was how, how long did you watch it for? Uh, about um, 15 minutes. 15 minutes, okay. Yeah, yeah. Was any it's part like 12 of angry the moon men. still illuminated? Uh, yes, it was, but it was getting smaller and smaller until it looked like the side so of a of a, of if a you're looking eyeball. at the moon, yeah. would that be at the 1 o'clock, 2 o'clock, 3 o'clock position that part of the moon was lit? 5 o'clock, 6 o'clock, 7 o'clock, right. <laughs> Five o'clock. Oh, sorry. We're going to rocks around the moon tonight, too. Sorry. Uh... What was the question again? Sorry, I got distracted. So what part of the moon I feel like Potsy Weber now. What's that? What part of the moon was illuminated? Back at the moon. <coughs> um, illuminated meaning... Was it the top right half? No, the, the right-hand side. The, t the right, like yeah, the, the right three three o'clock side. Okay. That was the last thing that yeah. was covered. And then the first thing mm -hmm. that was uncovered was the nine o'clock side. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So... Yeah, so Donnie's whatever, like doesn't know it where was, to go whatever with this. blocked the moon right. passed up through the moon from the lower left to right. the upper right. Right, right, right. No, not lower left. I just, whatever. Yeah, maybe lower left, but left to right, yes. Okay. Yes. Now, yes. which way does our moon move through the sky? I don't know. it Yeah, I guess, depending upon the time of so year. If, now, now, listen to me now. Yeah. If it was the Earth. Right. It shouldn't, the eclipse shouldn't move that way across the face of the moon. So, so. It's something other than the moon, or something other than the earth that causes the eclipse. Oh, okay. Just a wild All coincidence? Right. Is so that what it is? I, there was a Facebook post that said, oh, if the earth caused it, Donnie think it would be a square, it would be a square shadow. Okay. No, the earth plays no role in any of the eclipses. Okay. All right. So you, with your witness account, right. you proved right. that something moved in front of the moon, which is definitely not describing the Earth. No. So that's why I wanted your witness account. Okay. So what we witness is different than what NASA's is telling us. Oh. Wait, wait, Donnie, could it have been Sasquatch that, got, that covered up the, the, the moon instead? Bigfoot. Well, I don't know. I mean, six um, million dollar listen, Bigfoot. If I told you what I know, you'd laugh at me anyway. Well, no, I, th I know what you're going to say. You, you, you're going to tell me it was a big pizza box or something that covered up the moon. I don't know. No. So listen, you want to believe me? Yeah. You want me to tell you what I know about eclipses? Not really, because Donnie, we've been laboring this for over five minutes now. This is getting us nowhere. Right. It but really is. The thing is. is, is your witness description does not match the heliocentric model. Oof. 
SAT word. I'm telling you right now, what you witness is not what the heliocentric model says is going on. What does that word mean again? Give us a, say that word again. That means you believe you're spinning around the sun. I'm spinning, in, I'm spinning my wheels. Give it out wings. Earth-centered. Right. I don't know. Oh, well, one of you two pixies out of the bar, I'll toss you out for you. That's another thing. What are you getting up calling me Nick? Your witness testimony will prove that Earth was indeed flat and motionless and that there's something else covering the moon. Right. Which I do know that, but you, like you said, you know what? You don't even care. I do I care, Don. Donnie, I gave you six minutes. Don't tell me I don't care. Six minutes. All right, we're talking about something that just happened, and you described something moving in front of the moon. I did. I want that clip to be playing over and over and over. You described something moving in front of the moon. That is what. So, Donnie, mean. real quick, what if it's not the Earth? What is it? It's K two and Rahu. There's two other heavenly bodies that are up in the sky. One causes a complete blackout with the solar uh, eclipse with a complete black, and the other causes a red tint to go over the moon. Okay, there's two other heavenly heavenly bodies that are up there that move, and they move faster than the sun and the moon. That is why they approached from the left to the right and surpassed Mm. that object, the moon or the sun. And that's why you'll always see eclipses do that. All 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 right, well, that's good. Um, I, I'm fascinated by it. I know the moon is not that far away in the whole scheme of things, so I would imagine we would be aware really, of such you're a You're right. Yeah. It's really close to Earth. It's, it's 180,000 miles, if, or like 200,000. It's not that much. It's not a million. No, I know no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's way closer than that. Yeah. So, way all right, closer. All right. So, good it's, deal. It's, Donnie, this is great. We've made uh, headway, I think. Some people are yeah. either believers or they're not. The Jimmy Smiths yeah, of the world. I'm sure there's know. people that are screaming at the radio right exactly. now. Exactly, including the next guy that I'm going to put on right now. Donnie, thanks for the uh, right, thanks okay. for the all thanks right, for right. the analysis of what happened last night, according to Donnie Flat Earth Donnie. And we have another yeah, caller. Don- yes, this is for Donnie. Yeah. You're getting really, really boring. <laughs> Listen to you to tell everybody that nothing exists. Um, you know, I like listening to your talk, but now it's really uh, can- playing on me. Well. You need, you, he needs help. No, no. You got to admit, though, a, a, a full lunar eclipse. You got to give Donnie some time for that. I mean, that yesterday no, was his I'm Christmas. Not giving him nothing. And, and he, there's a couple years from now, it's going to be wrong with him no. to believe that nothing is real in this world. He originally he said we live in a globe, <laughs> and there's no moon, there's no sun, there's nothing. That they don't go up in space, they don't do anything. Right. There's something wrong with him to believe that crock, unless he's just kidding us all. Right. But he's getting really boring listening to the same the same uh, rhetoric that he puts out that nothing is real. I've had enough of that guy. Thanks. All right. Thank you. Oh, there you have uh, Anyone else? Any rags? Any bones? Do-do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Uh... And then Jim Levin sent me something while I was in here. I don't know what it is. I got to move on. I got to do a break like uh, the mayor says during his show. And we'll do that right now. You listen to the Live at Five show. Don't go away. Roof looking older than you are. Find who call you back. Back, 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 back. No, I, I, um, I expected Donnie to call it today. And again, the next time that he's going to be in his, uh, I mean, really, a lot of people like Halloween. Christmas, obviously, people love celebrating their birthday or their children's birthday. That's a big day for the last night. Was it was huge for Donnie? It was a big day. 
That's his Christmas. Yeah. Or no, his Christmas. Real. I mean, Donnie might like if if he knows like at the, on the next uh, uh, eclipse, if there's a big ship that's gonna pick up every flat earther on the planet that day, he he would dress up in like uh, Nike sneakers and you know drink some Kool Aid or something. Because that would, I mean, again, that's what it's all about, right? I mean, the flat earth society. They've been around for centuries. They had to be convinced. But somehow or other, not all of them. But for generations, probably, for thousands of years. I mean, I mean, clear evidence uh, otherwise, but they still believe. And if, and again, a lot of people are like, well, how, you know, like the SG made a comment about, uh, about Donnie years ago. And he said, See, wasn't he in the Navy? He doesn't know, you know, like, you know, you look at a ship coming from, what, 15 to 20 miles, the curvature of the earth, no matter which direction, out in the middle of the ocean, you, you're going to notice the difference between anything that gets closer to you is going to get larger. And the only reason why it disappears is because it's, it's not just the distance. It's not just the vanishing point. It's, it's disappearing because of the curve. Now, okay, I, I'm sorry, I'm, I digress. So we have enough, su- I mean, a, a lot of evidence to say otherwise. So a lot of people don't understand why someone like Donnie, like that last caller, calling him sick, which he's not, because if you can equate what Don, where Donnie is as far as his head is concerned about the flatness of the earth and how a lot of people, the majority of people say you're nuts, it's almost the same thing with ideology and how someone could look like Annie Navarro can look at what happened in Buffalo this past Saturday on The, on the View today and say that it, you know, if you support Congresswoman Elise Stefanik, you're part of the problem that happened in, in Buffalo. If you know, if you're a Trump supporter, uh, and and you're part of the problem, and 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 to you and I and a lot of people listening right now, not everybody, uh, they they look at that as like how how could you think that way? Well, really, it's no different than someone like the, who argues with Donnie over it. Like, how could you not see it that way? Because Donnie's not going to see it any other way, and Amy Navarro doesn't see it any other way. So you can really use the comparison between the two. And get a general understanding of where people are as far as how steadfast they are about something that literally doesn't add up. You're on the air. Yeah, Glenn. What's happening? The, the song Wildfire. Yeah, Wildfire. It's a bit, it, yeah, it's a bit confusing because at the beginning it said she rides a horse, and right. then it says she died one winter. Right. When, it, when there came a chilling frost, but then, then right. she says the horse... Broke through its stall. Yeah, right, right. Got lost in a blizzard. Right, came back to life. Looking for, but she went looking for him. Right, for the horse. Right. So did she die first, or did the horse die I, in the blizzard, or did she die first? Because you know he, he's confused his lyrics there a bit. Right, right. All right. Well, I don't know if you picked up on that. No, no, I did, and you know what? I went even further than that. I'm confused too. I, does the horse die? Because I believe in the last verse, the horse. Because I looked up the lyrics and it appeared, I, but I didn't look at it the way you did. Does she die? And didn't the horse die before he he, he got out of the stall? I mean, what, what, what? It's the chicken or the egg. You either die. No, she said. I thought it said she died one winter on a cold and. Uh, what is the horse a, uh, a mare or night. a stud or whatever they call it? What was it? What, what's the difference? What's well, a, I thought it was no, a mare. The, the woman, the woman rode the horse. So right. The woman died. Right. And then I thought that the horse broke down a stall and ran because she died. So he, the horse was upset. Right. Got lost in a blizzard, and that horse died. 
in then the... it says she went looking for wildfire right. and, uh, right. you know, whatever, and it goes on. Right. Uh, and then they repeat the lyrics over. Uh, but the okay. point is, who died first? All right, well, okay. Here's, here's, here, okay. My friend Liz call, just texted me. She said they both died. That's why it's sad. The poorest broke, uh, I don't know, uh, okay. The horse broke out in freight and ran off and got lost in a blizzard, and she ran af- after him, and then she died, no, too. No, the, the lyrics open up with her dying first. All right, let me see. All right, and in this one online, it says, In the song, a homesteader expresses his disillusionment over farming and homesteading when he calls... Oh, wait a minute, that's the wrong one. <laughs> As a form of escape, he thinks about a story about... Oh, no, 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 this, no, no. As a form of escape, he thinks about a story he has heard about a young woman from Nebraska who died while searching for her beloved pony, Wildfire, which became lost in a raging prairie blizzard. Hmm. Right, now get that part, but if you look at the beginning, it said she died one winter, so maybe he's saying... Then he goes on to yeah. uh, include the fact, but the way it comes out at first is... Yeah, I know. She died one winter. It does, yeah, it's true. It's true. Uh, so then the horse broke down its stall. Right. You know, and right. the hoot all and all that stuff. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Let's play but it. Because I, 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 you talked about this before. I have. Ago. Right, I did. And, and, I, and I'm fact, crazy. I just heard it this morning, and I was going over the lyrics very slowly. You heard it this morning? You heard it this morning, you said? Yeah, because I listen to Sirius Radio, so they play it a lot on Sunday. Okay, right. Well, that's ironic, uh, though. This is the slowest computer in the world. Of course, I always think of what you said, because you were, you you wanted to know what what part the Houdal played in it. Yeah, the the whole... Who are you talking about that? Oh, my God. What what was the Houdal outside the window for us out there? And I remember that. That's the crazy part. All right, here we go. All right, so... Five years ago, you were talking about it. Was it really? All right, so here it goes. Uh, let's let's play it. Let's play it on the air. Let's see how this sounds. It's probably going to be commercial in the beginning. You know how YouTube is. You've got to go through, like, some crappy ad. All right, here we go. Let's see if this works. Wildfire by Michael Martin Murphy. Here on Magic 103.1, along with the Duffman. Hopefully this isn't the uh, karaoke version, because I'm not ready to bust this one out. It's going to be you and me, uh, Duff, if this, if this is karaoke. Oh, they got be- beautiful horses in the background here. Very nice. I love this uh, piano. I'm going to shut up for now. It's very good. Magic 103.1. Oop. What happened? That was just like WATN in the weekend. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I love that, by the way. That, that's good stuff. Yeah, let's see the lyrics here. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, it is... Oh no! It, uh, is this is this the karaoke version? I'm gonna have to sing this. Here we go. Oh no no! Here it comes. Here we go. She comes down, down mountain on a dark flatland. She rides on a pony. She needs Okay, here's the next verse. This is what this is what uh, Duff's is talking about right here. This is it, Duff. Very next line. 
Oh, they say she died one winter. Here we go. Oh, they say she died one winter. Yeah, it is confusing. When there came a killing frost And the pony she named Wildfire Even though she died. They both died, that's for sure. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> All right. Here we go, ladies. This is what you know. She ran calling wildfire. Calling wildfire. She calling calling Little echo effect there. <laughs> yeah, right, now this, yeah. Believe it or not, this song's almost over. Thanks, thank God for the '70s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, '98. Yeah. Hold up, hold up. We got We got to finish this. Can't stop now, Mom. Hoot owl. I've never heard a band play that. Oh, really? no, it's a tough song, apparently. Bust, well, si- side busting behind. Yeah, so that's that's fascinating because it, it's a, a, a Michael Martin Murphy here, by the way, at Magic 103.1 on a gloomy Monday afternoon here in Watertown, New York. Thank you very much for that one. Duff, was that your request of the day? Was that sufficient? Yeah, that was good. So uh, when I described how it's, you know, at the very, very end, I was like, it says on wildfire, we're going to ride. We're going to leave sod busting behind. Uh, get those hard times right on out of our minds, riding wildfire. Sod busting. Yeah, in that, heaven. That was yeah. like, okay, but sod busting, that was like from the 19th century when they had, you know, like, uh, raise, you know, like uh, barbed wire fences dividing the prairies. Is, isn't that what sod busting was back in the day? No, sod busting, no, sod busting was uh, farming in the Midwest. No, okay, yeah. You're a sod buster. Okay, is that yeah, you're, you're you're plowing? You're out there plowing the field. That's what the side was. All right, I thought I thought they were all pissed off that uh, a lot of guys were using barbed wire and that uh, the horses would get caught in the barbed wire. I thought that was part of the. Yeah. Su- that's me. What do I know? <laughs> yeah. All right, so there you have it. No, that's a, that's an episode song of the day. Of yeah. What was that now? I said there was an episode of Rye. Uh, a, ri- yeah, a lot of episodes. Or, or uh, Wagon Train. Yeah, yeah, and a, and a Glenn Ford movie I saw years ago with Jack yeah. Lemmon. I, Duff, I think we've answered the questions today. Or we made it even more confusing. I don't know, one or the other. There, there so that was very entertaining, nonetheless. All righty, take Great. care. I'll buddy. talk to you. Uh, that's uh, the Duff Man. If you want to give us an explanation to that song or anything else. Uh, or, like, um, there's another commercial, or rather, an old, old commercial back in the day.
and we remember the, the the sad commercials, or for that matter, the commercials that you know they were trying to sell some type of classical music uh, album. You know the classics of yesterday and today. You know whatever. You always remembered the song from middle, beginning, middle to end. And there were also a lot of song, uh, sad songs about uh, places where you'd have to drop off your pets. Anytime you see an SBCA song, um, a commercial, or um, you know a, a McGowan singing that song, and the it, uh, d- dogs are shivering. Well, back in the seventies, there was a place called the uh, the Bideweed Home in Manhattan, and they had a commercial to of. of reasons why people had to give up their dogs. One was an old lady. She couldn't handle the dog anymore. And there was this young kid, uh, this African-American kid. You know, they couldn't afford him anymore. And they would, oh, it's just the saddest. I, Liz, why did you bring that even up? I got to go to the commercial. Dip, 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 dip. No, I will take this call first. Hi, you're on the air. Make hey, me sad. Um, can you get Duff to call back and explain Bohemian Rhapsody? Because <laughs> that is, like, really intense. I can't believe that wildfire is what confused him. <laughs> So, are you being sarcastic? I sense you are, but you're saying it, a wildfire is an easy song to to figure out, ma'am. Well, it's sad and tear jerky, but it is. Uh, it is. Yeah, Bohemian Rhapsody. What is that all about? Well, I don't know if anyone can answer Could that. Could you get Duff to explain it, that? Uh, that's going to be a tall order right there, because either one of us, I don't think we're going to have answers there, ma'am. But that's a good explanation, a good uh, good offering, I should say. All right, go to your commercial break. Gracias. Thank you very much. And the other thing, you know, speaking of 70s ballads, slow, sad songs, uh, Alone, you know, the other song that, that pops into my head every now and then is Alone Again. Alone Again, naturally. And, and, uh, and there's another song I forget. It came out right around the same time. And uh, it's just incredible. Again, you know, you're not going to play these songs at your wedding. You might play them at your funeral, and you might not because you don't want to get people even sadder than they already are. But there was such good storytelling back in the day. Granted, albeit t- confusing uh, to whether or not the horse lives or dies or she dies. Or, and here's my big question. When was, when was the last time you saw a blizzard in Nebraska? You know what blizzard conditions have to be at to be blizzards? Anyway, uh, let's do a break. And we'll call you back. Oh, yeah. Uh, Someone's asking, is Black Hole Sun? Who is that from? Uh, Nirvana? Is that, um, is, that, is that what Donnie was talking about? It was f- whatever. Yeah, there's a song about Black Hole Sun. I, I, I heard that before. <coughs> Can't ask, uh, what's his face? He died. Anyway. 14 minutes uh, before the hour. Kurt Cobain. Kurt Cobain. You know, the other day I was I was online and I could see uh, Kurt Loder. He was like one of the first uh, 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 VJs. They called him VJs. I don't know if he was from the very first year, from the 80, 81, when MTV went on the air. You know, they had uh, the black guy, Johnson. JJ, his name. Then they had uh, Martha Quinn. And they had a couple other people. But Kurt Loder, he was kind of a, from the beginning. He's 76 years old now. and uh, But he doesn't look much different. But, uh, geez, I can't believe he's that old. That's almost 20 years older than me. So do the math. When I was turning 20, he was already pushing pop music at 40, 40 years old. I guess he was the eldest spokesman there during the days, the early days. But uh, he's 76. It's a shame what happened to uh, one of the Judds. That's, that's awful. 
Uh, and uh, now they, they, they reported over the weekend. Uh, we heard earlier that she had taken her life. But she shot herself. It's just awful. Just a terrible thing. Just a day before she was supposed to go to the Hall of Fame induc- inductions. And the first question you ask is, was she that distraught she didn't want to be seen? You know, it's just like at the beginning of the movie there, uh, uh, The Big Chill, when they're all at the funeral. And by the way, that's Kevin Costner's body in the, in the beginning of The Big Chill. He wasn't a big name then. And in fact, he did have some, uh, some parts in the role, but they, they cut them all out. They were going to go back in time in their days at uh, Michigan State or University of Michigan. One of the, I think it was University of Michigan, where they all met. And it was 10 years later, and they were down in the Carolinas at uh, Kevin Klein's house, along with Glenn Close. And uh, anyway, in the very beginning of that movie, it's all about going back to see, uh, to visit, uh, to go to a funeral of a friend that they all went to college with. That was the most popular in the group. But uh, it was, his name was Alex. And, the, and the, uh, the reverend there at the church somewhere in the middle of some jungle somewhere in the Carolinas near Hilton Head, I guess. He said, where did Alex go wrong? And where does anyone go wrong? Especially at a young age, as depicted there. But someone, you know, 70, and again, ironically, uh, Miss Judd was 76 years old, too. And I'm sorry, I don't want to discredit things. I don't remember. It's either Naomi or, or Ash. I, I can't remember. I can't remember her first name, so if someone can text me her name. But you, you wonder, with such a, an illustrious life and accomplishment, children, I know two of her daughters, I think she had others. It doesn't really matter what they did, but they were all successful. She was successful. She was a household name, and she wasn't happy. You just wonder, what, is, what kind of message does that yell? It, 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 I guess it says, no matter what, no matter what it might appear to be, you know, again, you're not going to look at, like you did when you were 30 or 76, but she was ageless. Sometimes you couldn't tell the difference between her and her daughter. Naomi, thank you. Uh, and she had two daughters, one a completely different looking daughters too, which is odd in itself, but neither here nor there. One was a country girl, beautiful, and the other played Marilyn Monroe in many other roles. I mean, it's just f- figure that out. Typically, if you have a daughter that could play Marilyn Monroe, you probably have another daughter that could play Marilyn Monroe, but not in their case. But th- that said, uh, the, other, the Marilyn Monroe daughter couldn't play a country song s- a singer, at least not like her sister could. You know, big bone girl. But nonetheless, it was uh, why, why you just wonder why Naomi and one day before she's about to be inducted. First thing that comes to my mind is that she didn't want anyone to see her that way and that she was depressed about that, that she used to be and now she's not. I don't know. I could be completely wrong, but a lot of people ask questions like this, especially, uh, you know, a, 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 per- a person, uh, you know, like of her stature and no different than when uh, Robin Williams killed himself, what, eight years ago. He was younger. He was like 66 years old. And, it, and in Robin Williams' case, this to me is painfully obvious. Robin Williams couldn't get enough attention. And the same thing is the case for someone like Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey and Robin Williams are classic examples of narcissism 1000, where the normal of narcissism is no greater than 200. They're at 1000. They have to be at the center of attention. And I'm not saying Naomi was like this at all, but someone like Robin Williams was. In fact, a year or two before he committed suicide, he was in a show called The, the Crazy Ones on CBS. And it lasted for about a, a, a year. And they complained during the show that Robin wouldn't shut up. You know, even uh, Hugh, Hugh Grant did a movie, Nine and a Half Months with him, and they said he, you know, he drove him to drink. A guy like Hugh Grant doesn't like people who don't know how to stop it. Because he's a British actor, I'm sure he was, bo- you know, he was brought up in the classical sense that if you're on the set, you've got to be serious about what's going on. And when Robin Williams shows up, 
with you know Tommy Lee Jones said the same thing about Jim Carrey in the, one of the Batman movies. He just he, he just wanted to get it over with. And, and why? Because guys like Robin Williams, when they when they're on the show, they could never be themselves. <coughs> there had to be somebody else. <coughs> and when that went away, when he did that, the crazy ones, he was also at the same time diagnosed with some type of you know brain disorder. And his wife didn't love him and whatnot. His, his wife didn't even check on him for like eight hours before she realized he had, he'd, he'd already been dead the night before. So there was something very wrong in that relationship. And I don't think he ever found the right girl as it was, a woman. And she was much younger. And he was in his 60s and he was in ailing health. And the show uh, didn't make it, the crazy ones. I think that was his last project. And once that fell apart, he figured, you know what? I'm, I, if I'm not the center of attention anymore, I don't want this anymore. My wife doesn't love me. She's in the other room. I'm just going to do this. And he did. And Naomi did the same thing. It sucks. It really does. Because with that illustrious career for both of them, everyone's going to think, oh, and at the end of it, they did this. Granted, they weren't in their 30s or 20s like Kurt Cobain, but they still made that decision. It's just a terrible, terrible thing. It really is. All right, so if you want to give me a shout, 755-1240, just don't forget the 315. 315-755-1240. Now, I'm looking at a poster that uh, there's several of them, many of them actually, right in the other room where we had the Monster, uh, monster Yard Sale this past Saturday at the, uh, at the arena. So I want to mention two things. First and foremost, the event was spectacular. Once again, it was the second time they've done it. Uh, they did one before COVID in 19. They tried to do another one in 20. It wasn't going to happen, as we all know. Three years later... Uh, they, they, they pulled off yet another su- successful Monster Yard uh, uh, sale. And it went on for six hours at the arena. And it went on without a hitch. Uh, everyone was happy. Of course, all the hard work and all the people here uh, who are part of the team, who, uh, who go beyond the call of duty uh, to do things on, uh, on a Saturday. So it went out really, really well. It really did. Uh, but the other reason why I want to bring it up is because when you sit in the arena for that long in any given day, you realize... And I've been in there before for other events. I'm talking about the new Watertown Arena. It's been that way for, what, seven years now at least. It is by far the greatest thing. One of the, I shouldn't say the greatest thing. There's a lot of great things that the, that the city has created over the years. But within the last, certainly the last 30, 40 years, the greatest thing the city has ever uh, built is to, is to look at the old arena and instead of like so many other cities that made the mistake, and, and again, I, I was one of them who thought we should have a different uh, location, bigger, more modern or whatever. Uh, it's perfect. It really is. It, it could, yeah, it could be a little bit bigger, no doubt. But uh, it looks great. And that first, in that lobby area that didn't exist before the, the new renovation. Now, again, I think, you know, there was some concern that the, it was going over budget. What project doesn't? Uh, and, uh, it, but I think they built it at the, at the right time. If, if they had waited, 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 uh, and they did that project today. Now, the same is arguable for years before when they did it. But I think they built it at the right time. The contractor did a great job, great color scheme. They have lights outside. The roof is new. The lobby is completely new. They have elevators in there, or an elevator, excuse me. They have bathrooms on first floor and second floor. They have a second deck, never existed before. Everything about it. I think the final tag on that was like $15 million when everything was said and done. Now, if I saw $15 million in the middle of the street right now, you wouldn't see me probably for another 15 million years. So that's a lot of money. But to build... Or to rebuild, I should say, and make it look like it did, as if it's brand new again. It's the best fifteen million dollars this town ever, this city's ever spent, no doubt about it. Because if you built that today, from ground up, that's going to cost you at least fifty to seventy million. 
If you had to renovate that again today, exactly the way it is right now, that $15 million goes up to well over $20 million. Well over. So good timing uh, and uh, kudos. And, and if I'm not mistaken, I think uh, I was going to call him Ken Jennings. Uh, Steve Jennings was part of that. Macaluso. I should get Steve in here. And I should get, remember Miss Macaluso, councilwoman for at least two terms. What's the matter with me, by the way? I must have, like, you know, got too much of wildfire earlier. But if we can have Teresa Macaluso in here and and get her opinion about things going on, I would love that. I shouldn't talk out loud like this. I don't know what Teresa would say. But you you know how she was as a council person, and you know how she was when she came on this show, either mine or, or Jeff's show over the years. She told her like it was. So we should get her in here. Or Steve. Hi, you're in the air. Yeah, hi there. For, for, for an out-of-towner. Yeah. Um, could you just, like, um, the arena. I don't, you know, I remember in the 60s and 70s, there was the, the, the fairgrounds. Yeah. And um, uh, I, where is the arena? And was there an arena before this arena? Right. Uh, actually, no. There was no other arena other than this one, and uh, other than a theater called the Avon Theater, but that wasn't a place where you can, you know, re- recreate or whichever, have events at. Uh, I the, remember the movie theater. The movie there. theater, yeah. But, okay, so when did you leave here? Uh, 1971. <laughs> okay. Wow. That was probably around the... All right. So you know where the Jefferson County Fairgrounds are, right? Or were? Of course. That's right. where the stock car races were. And, yeah. Uh, there, was, there was like a, a shed. It, it, was, it, was, it didn't have walls, but it was the original well, outdoor ice arena. Had bleachers. Yeah, had yeah. bleachers, yeah. And so that, over the years, modified into an enclosed arena for many years. And like seven, uh, eight years ago, they completely renovated it. They gave it air conditioning and heat, by the way, and a lobby, uh, a two-story lobby, new w- windows, new lights, new ceiling, new roof, wow. new, new everything. And all things considered, first of all, the location's still great, even though Coffeen Street sucks when they have concerts there. <laughs> it gets backed up yeah. very, very quickly. But uh, nonetheless, I hope hopefully that answered your question. So how did so you're listening to the show? Where are you living now? See, I'm one of those people who was born and grew up right there right. in uh, Jefferson County, Brownville, actually. Really, and I uh, live in Boston. Oh, you live in Boston? Well, good for you. Yeah. And you've called uh, up to show before, I believe, if if I'm not mistaken. Many times. Yeah, a sure. Couple times, certainly. Yeah, right. I always listen on my, uh, you know, my Alexa. There you go. Right. What? So, but yeah. it's nice to get caught up. But uh, and is that that's where the Jefferson County Fair is? Yeah, uh, right off Coffeen Street. Yeah. yeah. So I got to ask you, if you don't mind, I know this is a personal question, but how? What age range are you? I uh, I have just joined the seventies club. Well, there you go. There you go. We can have a but top forty. You're 40 not too far behind me, but not, you're a bit yeah. far. You're a little bit. A little bit. I love that. Jim, Jim, Jim Levin always says that the, we're the same. You're a little Jim, you're 65. annoying. You're a little annoying with I don't mean to be annoying. Yeah. Uh, references, but I, I live with you. There you go. Well, I thank you, my friend. Thank you for calling in. You bet. Awesome. Take care. There you go. Well, we got a Boston fan. It's too bad that, uh, oh, wait, wait, no. Boston won yesterday. The Rangers won in Game 7. I'm not a hockey fan, but no one could pass up a Game 7. I don't care if it's, you know, badminton. You got to watch it. 
and that was a great uh, great game last night. Uh, it went into overtime. Rangers won. I, t- I talked to my friend about it, who's the biggest Ranger fan in the world, other than Brian Hunziker, and he said, uh, you know, Pittsburgh had the better team, so it was a great series. That's for sure. AM 1240 WE10 Watertown makes us legal. Uh, this was a Wednesday, uh, Monday edition of the Live at Five show. Up next is CBS News, and of course, we'll see you tomorrow right here again. Here's CBS. This is CBS News on the Hour, your home for original reporting. I'm Monica Ricks in New York. More violent threats are now popping up online in Buffalo just two days after a white supremacist carried out a racist rampage, killing 10 people. Erie County DA, John Flynn. To any tough guy or anyone who wants to be cute out there and sending messages or threatening anyone or threatening to do anyone or putting anything on social media, I will find you and I will arrest you, and I will prosecute you. Local pastor Darius Pridgen tells CBS this cannot happen again. Stand up against racism. You hear a co-worker that has a snide remark, you hear a co-worker that talks in racist tones or doesn't understand, lose a friend by opening up your mouth and saying something. This is not the time to be silent. In Southern California, authorities say a man targeted Taiwanese people at a church, killing one person. Orange County Sheriff Don Barnes. During the lunch, the individual involved, the suspect, was able to secure the doors within the church with chains and tried to disable locks within the church with superglue. Parishioners tied him up till police arrived. A big baby formula facility will be back in production soon to help ease a nationwide shortage.